You are listening to The Mark Milton Show with a smash. Hosted by former Department of Justice Tax Division Attorney Mark Milton, the STL tax lawyer. Here's Mark Milton. I should have been a cowboy. I should have learned to rope. All right, you're listening to the Mark Milton Show with the Smash Yeehaw. We're broadcasting from the Miller Furniture Studios at STL Taxler headquarters. Remember, Smash, the choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely on advertisements. We've got a big week ahead of us. It is March. March, excuse me. Beware of the Ides of March. A little tax tip. March 15th is a tax filing deadline for your partnerships, your corporations, your S-Corps, among other entities. So you want to make sure at least to file an extension before Tuesday, March 15th. Otherwise, you might face penalties and, and some headaches. Is it possible you could do that for me, sir? <laughs> I always take care of you. We yes, like to you keep do. those we like to keep those conversations in a privileged setting, yes, not of on course. I'm not on the open airwaves. And we have with us a very special guest today. Uh slew slew basketball great Troy Robertson is on the on the phone lines. Troy, welcome to the Mark Milton show. Milty, Smash, thanks for having me. <laughs> what a, what a privilege and an honor. I don't know if I qualify as a slew great, but former slew player well, works, there, I guess. There you go. Well, you're certainly great in my eyes, Troy, and uh, I've enjoyed getting to know you at the MAC, and I would be remiss if I didn't bring up the fact that my team defeated Troy Robertson's team in wow. the 2019 Winter MAC Open League Championship. Troy, I'm sure you recall that loss vividly. Yeah, I, I, you know what? I'm just happy for you at the life highlight. For me, it was just a Tuesday. I don't really remember it. But it's important to you. That makes me happy. Uh, if I recall, you had an opportunity. Maybe, well, actually, if I could back up, you only made it to the championship game on an incredibly questionable call uh, with involving one of your former teammates, Ryan Luchtefeld. Is that correct? Do you recall that? I believe there was well, a lot made of that. A call, there, and maybe it was a half-court three-pointer, desperation, and they called a foul. May or may not have something no, no, no. to do with the being a former president of the MAC, something like that. Well, listen, the hierarchy of the club does have its privileges. <laughs> I will say that. But there was no controversy. Luck, I love Ryan Luckefeld, but he won't. He still won't let it go. He did not get fouled. It wasn't even close to a foul. We won that game fair and square. Okaval legend. Okaval legend, Ryan Luckefeld. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Hey, Troy, let me ask but then you. lost to you, so it doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Troy, let me ask you real, real quick some basketball information about Mark Milton. How many? Sure. How, how, how far is his vertical leap? Uh, you, know, you know, the movie White Men Can't Jump. The question is, how far is this young man's vertical up? I think, you know, for our older listeners, I think they would, if they could picture a phone book, in their mind, yeah, <laughs> I think that Milty would have a hard time clearing that phone. <laughs> well, I've already been told. I've already been told by Dave Sweeney that I should be grandfathered into the over forty league because I, I think I would be more more suited for that league than the the open league. And yeah, I could I mean, dominate I'll... the over forty. That I wouldn't. That's what's sad. I wouldn't even dominate the over forty. It's really. It's kind of where I belong at this point. Sadly. I don't want to come on someone's show and badmouth them, <laughs> but I would say that your his verticality would not be his strong suit. Well, I appreciate that. But on to the real – why we're having you here is because I'm actually headed to the A-10 tournament tomorrow, headed out to D.C. I won a free trip as a sponsor. Really? Yeah, they drew names, Dude, and nice. I got a free trip. So I'm headed nice. back to D.C., my old stomach grounds. I said, yeah. hey, Troy, you want to come on, do a little A-10 preview with Voice of the, Voice of the Billikens, right, on uh, – 
on Bally's. You 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 call uh, do the color commentary on Billiken's games. So I guess I want to ask you. I mean, I see no reason why they can't win the A10 tournament. What's your what's your take on kind of where the Billikens are right now and and what their biggest challenge would be in terms of the A10 tournament? Well, their best is certainly good enough to win the A10 tournament when they play the way that Coach Ford wants them to play, where they share the ball, play really good defense, shoot the ball, especially when Jimerson's playing well. They can certainly win it. The biggest challenge would be the draw. They have a tough draw in that five seed because if if they win tomorrow, which would be their first-round game, which they would be favored, and they should win against LaSalle or St. Joseph, then they would likely play St. Bonaventure St. Bonaventure beat them twice in the regular season, both here at home at Chaffetz and on the road. And then if they were to get past that game, you know, likely they would have Davidson, the number one overall seed, who I think they beat Slew by 15 at their place and really just shot them out of the gym. So, you know, the draw is a challenge, but, you know, that's this time of year. There's no easy road, no easy path, and, you know, they have to play really at a high level for uh, what would be – uh, four games to win it. Yeah, I mean, I I agree with that. Uh, you know, looking at the bracket, they've got two thirty on Thursday, two thirty on Friday. Um, you know, if they win both of those games, and they're looking at Davidson on Saturday. Which at that point, I mean, the juices are flowing. I don't know if Davidson gets in without a without an auto bid. What do you What are your thoughts on is the is the A ten a a one bid conference, or do you think you think anybody could get an at large there? No, I think Davidson could get an at-large bid. I think Davidson would get an at-large bid if they weren't to win it. I mean, they did win the regular season. They were ranked off and on um, nationally throughout the year. So I think they're in regardless. Uh, I think whether it would be Slu or Dayton or BCU or whoever else possibly could win it, they could get to two. But if Davidson wins, I don't think anyone else. Uh, would would get an at large bid? Yeah, and obviously Slew Slew would not get an at large bid. I mean, they've had so many opportunities throughout the season. If you recall, STL Tax Lawyer Night was a home right. game against Auburn. We had the great Travis Ford bobblehead. Sally, you were there. Yeah, I was there, and I was just waiting to say hi to Smash, and I'm still waiting to say hi to Smash at Shafitz. <laughs> yeah, Smash didn't make it in that day because he couldn't figure out how to get a negative COVID test, so he missed out on bobble bobblehead night. But I mean, you look at that game, they. Very easily could have won Illness that game. Involved. They've had a number of other close games, but they just didn't really have that resume to even uh, look look at getting an at large because they just re- really didn't have any signature wins. Um, so they got to run the table. They got to win it all this weekend. I think it's possible. I'm looking forward to seeing it. I'm curious, Troy, as as someone who you know does commentator commentating on TV like you do. I mean, how much prep work goes goes into that? Because I'm more of a casual fan. I mean, I wouldn't be able to know you know who's who and you know be able to analyze statistics. So how, how, tell us how that process works when you get the call to, to do a game, how much, how much time and effort go into that? Well, I'm, I should start by saying that the great Scott Highmark, whose actual birthday is today. So oh, happy, birthday. Her, uh, happy birthday to Scotty H. He's, he's the regular color analyst on Bally's, but uh, whenever he's out of town or unavailable, I do get some games, which I'm, I'm thrilled to do. I love doing that. Um, but it's quite a bit of prep. I mean, the good thing is, as a season ticket holder and as a fan, you know, I'm pretty comfortable with Slu. Obviously, I watch all the games anyways. So that part is, is pretty natural, and I can always pop down to practice and, you know, kind of see what's going on behind the scenes um, at practice and, and get up on that pretty quick. But the opposing team, 
you know, especially like I had George Washington this year, which as much as I love college basketball, I'm not studying George Washington basketball on a regular basis. So, you know, they, they'll send you the uh, media note, uh, which is about 30 pages. You can kind of go through and, you know, get familiar with some stats and, you know, a little footnote type things. And, and it's great with Twitter and, and their website. You can get a lot of video. Um, so I, I study a good, you know, probably a couple hours for two, three days leading up to it each night just so I get on there and halfway sound like I know what I'm doing. Well, I think you do a great job, you and the great Danny Mac, friend of the show. And actually, the reason our studio sounds so great today is because Danny Mac re- recommended these microphones, which we're using, the uh, Sure mics. Um, you guys, I mean, you are really crammed down there. Have you ever had any incidents there courtside being like, like literally there's just, you guys have like almost no space where they have that TV broadcast table set up. I'm curious what that's like. I know I've harassed you when you're sitting there. I'm sure others have done the same. I mean, how is that to kind of be uh sort of floating out there in the, in the middle of nowhere? No, that is, that is the one. I mean, I wouldn't call it work really. You get to sit there and talk about basketball. So it doesn't feel like work. But the one thing is, it's like sitting coach, and you get the middle seat. Uh, and when you're and when you're six five, like that's not great. You know, you're definitely crammed under the table. You got producers on either side of you. And then the funny part, and it happens all the time, like you said, like having a lot of MAC guys around, or just friends, or people, you know, alumni that I've known for a long time. Like everybody stops and like says, "Hey," which is great. But you'll be like, "I'm." the game's going on, you know, like you got to get me a commercial or halftime. Like, you know, you'll get somebody that grabs you by the shoulders or gives you a pat on the back, which is again, all, all great. But you know, one of these times, like someone's, I feel like they're just going to jump on air. Yeah, no, I I'm with you. I mean, I I'm always cognizant of that. I know I said, hey, to you before the game. And then you guys gave me the shout out during uh, a recent game about Danny Mac mentioned the uh, Travis Ford bobblehead. That oh, yeah. was really nice. Although I didn't care for Troy's comment. He said something like, yeah, I think he only did the bobblehead night so he could have one on his own desk. Was that was that the gist of it? I mean, I feel like you placed a bulk order of 5,000 just for you to get, like, three. <laughs> I mean, they're I really mean, you nice. just got, bulk order. Did you get one? Have I got, gotten you one yet? No, I haven't got I have not received my uh, All right, well, board I'll, bobblehead. I'll make sure you can get one. See, I thought you thought they were a bobblehead of me. I had several people ask, is that you? Because it's a, you know, brunette gentleman dressed in a suit, but it no clearly says coach Travis Ford. Now that would be a little pretentious if I were to get 5,000 bobbleheads of my myself <laughs> made and then distributed at Shavitz arena. Oh, it would be a little pretentious, but no more than having a truck. that's all wrapped in <laughs> your banner ad. It's vinyl lettering. It's not wrapped. It's vinyl lettering. Uh, all right. Let's talk about your non MAC playing days. Cause those are obviously so forgettable for you. Um, going back to, I mean, you were a St. Charles hall of famer, right? Basketball. St. Charles West. That's an important distinction. St. Charles West. St. Charles West point, comes from point. a family of, I mean, I'm not going to go down the KU route. I know you get asked that. And your brother played at KU. Your other brother played also collegiate basketball? Uh, yeah, just my older brother. I've got a, a younger adopted brother. But okay. just the two of us that played um, basketball. Of course, my dad played college football, actually. So we got pretty athletic Good uh, stock. family. Good stock. Yeah, good stock. And <laughs> I mean, I was, you know, you hear bad stories occasionally of the coaches that are abusive or, you know, players that didn't get a fair shake. And I couldn't have been more opposite. I, I was so fortunate to play for Coach Spoonauer at SLU uh, for three years. He was incredible. 
you know, really tough and demanding, but just fair and great. And then Lorenzo Romar, my senior year, who was an incredible guy, just so funny, so positive, so good to be around. You know, I mean, I just feel like I hit won the lottery with my four years at SLU. And, and we had, you know, great teams and great teammates and made it to the NCAA tournament twice when I was there. So just a totally uh, positive, blessed experience for me. And you played, is that in the mid-80s? Is that right? Easy, easy. <laughs> I'm, kidding, I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding, of course. But, I mean, playing for Spoonhour, I mean, that had to be just a great experience. And I didn't realize, I mean, he was a national coach of the year at one point. I didn't realize that until I was looking at the uh, he was a big deal, MAC. Um, MAC is actually hosting the National Basketball Writers Association Awards Banquet on right. April. What is it? April, I don't know, the Monday after uh, after Easter, I think it is. But I mean, that's a big well, deal four. for that to for that to be held in St. Louis. They honor the you know National Men's and Women's Player of the Year, Coaches of the Year, and, and Freshman of the Year. And I think it had him, Coach Boonar, listed as a recipient of that award one year, which I didn't realize, and that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, I don't think, you know, I mean, people fondly talk of Coach Spoon and, and those years with Scott and Erwin Claggett and H. Waldman, those guys. But, you know, you look back on it and you just don't even quite realize it. But, I mean, we averaged 18,000. We This was right before I got there. You know, so you get like a Tuesday night where you're playing UAB or uh, Mississippi, Ole Miss or something, and you get 18,000 on a regular occasion. and you know, as much as I love Coach Ford and the program now, you know, we do – I think we had two sellouts this year at an arena with 10,006. And you just kind of take for granted that it just – there was just something about Spoon, something about his personality, something about the local recruits we had at the time that just – you know, we kind of caught fire for those, um, you know, just short of a decade when he was there. It was just, it was just fun to be a part of. Well, I see a lot of that with Coach Ford in terms of how involved he is in St. Louis. Um, I think the biggest challenge is the conference. I just think back then you had Conference USA was an exciting conference and made sense for SLU. I mean, you had right. regional you know, rivalries. You had, you'd had historic programs in terms of Louisville, Marquette, Cincinnati. I mean, it was the schedule itself, when you looked at it, you're like, wow, I'd like to go to a lot of those games. And no disrespect, yeah. but when you look at the schedule now, it's like, okay, you had Auburn non-conference. Dayton draws a lot because there are a lot of Dayton alums, and I feel like in St. Louis area. But I mean, other than that, it's pretty underwhelming. Yeah, Sally. you got Loyola coming, which is going to help. But just how much did it hurt SLU when, even initially in the big conference shift, when Marquette and DePaul basically broke away and said, "We're going uh-huh. to the Big East. You SLU are being left behind." Yeah, I mean the alignment obviously plays a huge part, and then. You know, Conference USA, as great as it was, and it was so fun, it wasn't going to last because of football. I mean, you know, you have Louisville, obviously, was building their their football program. You know, even schools like Tulane and, you know, Houston uh, that were in there. Um, Cincinnati, undefeated last year. Right, Cincinnati. So that that's just, you know, and obviously in college athletics, there's football and there's everything else. So... You know, once that happened, between that and, like you said, with Marquette and DePaul splitting, you just lost that. All of a sudden, you're kind of on an island and you're looking for options. Do you go to the A-10? Do you go to the Missouri Valley? Where do you land that's best? And I think the A-10's been great in some regards and in other regards. You know, like you said, it's a little underwhelming with no disrespect to UMass or Fordham or some of these schools that come in during the week and you just – 
it's hard to get excited unless you're a big flu fan to say, hey, let's get down there in the middle of the cold for, um, you know, Duquesne. Right. No disrespect to Duquesne. But it's just, <laughs> it's not the same when Louisville's coming in with Denny Crum or Cincinnati's coming in with Bob Huggins and their teams. And, you know, it was just kind of lightning in a bottle there with Conference USA when we were there. Well, I just think when you look at the size of the market, still, you know, 23rd media market, if you're a, if you're a big East conference and you look at SLU, you've got the Catholic background, you've got, you know, basketball only aspect. I mean, I know it's, Maybe some would say, as some of my friends have who have mocked this suggestion, but, well, SLU can't compete in the A-10, so why should they be in the Big East? But I think it's a situation where if they could get into that conference, my God, what they could do for recruiting, I think the Big East from a TV market standpoint would make a lot of sense. Do you think that's at all a possibility down the road? I think it's definitely a possibility. I mean, I know that that is the goal um, for the administration there and Chris May, the athletic director, and course the incredible O'Loughlin family that made that donation to the new student athlete center and you know have state-of-the-art facilities I mean there's no doubt once that gets built that we have the best facilities sports-wise in the conference so we are positioning ourselves to be attractive and like you said with the with the number of tv screens and the population and it's a fit for those other midwest teams like Creighton and Marquette that are in the big east so it makes sense in a lot of ways, but to your all other point, we would definitely have to step our game up. I mean, the Big East would be a really, really great, tough basketball conference. And, you know, we're, we're in a good position now with our roster and how Travis is recruiting, but we'd have to take up another lot, another notch if, if that was a uh, possibility to go to the Big East. Well, I think it also raises the, the, the recruiting ability because you think about it, if, you, if you're a St. Louis area kid, for example, or Missouri, Illinois kid, now you have three choices, Illinois, Big Ten, SLU, Big East, Mizzou, SEC. I mean, I think it creates this interesting uh, narrative if you're Travis Ford, who's already a you know charismatic guy to be able to go down and sit down with a kid and his family and say, hey, we're going to play in the Big East. We've got these teams on our schedule. Like, you know, I really think the program could go to another level. And maybe I'm, maybe I'm naive, but I think Travis Ford is a big time conference guy, and I think he would it would be it would make a lot of sense. Smash, you it had would a question. Be cute. Well, I was Smash. just I was just gonna. He lost his train of thought. No, I'm cool. <laughs> I was just gonna ask, you know, being in the position that you've been in, not only on the floor, not only as a student athlete, but now broadcaster. How has cheerleading changed over the years based on your view? Because you have different views. You have the floor view. You have the seat view. I'm just wondering, how's it changed for you, sir? That's a great question, Smash. Uh, I mean, that's that's, uh, the hard-hitting stuff we've come to expect. I mean, I think... That's a classic delay tactic. You respond with, that's a great question, so you can get it. This guy's good. This guy's good. That is delay. Smash, I think you could understand that when I was there and playing that I was uh, definitely had vested interest in the cheerleading squad. I wanted them to, you know, raise the bar on enthusiasm yep. and, you know, help bring the energy and, and be uh, as attractive as possible, let's say. Sure. But, you know, now that I'm married with three kids, uh, I got to say, I, I think the cheerleading squad is great, but I, I, I don't study them as in-depth as I used to in my <laughs> Understandable, sir. So let's talk yeah. about let's talk about what you're doing now. I want everyone to, you know, have an opportunity. So you're, you're now a real estate agent, one of the top real estate agents in the St. Louis area. Coldwell Banker, you've got your own shop. Tell us a little bit about 
what you do and, and how you might be able to help some of our listeners. Yeah. Thanks, Milty. Um, yeah, our team is the Robertson Petra Seymour team and there's two other partners besides myself. And we have, uh, other folks on our team. Our website is the RPS, Team.com. Somebody can go and check us out. And of course we're on Facebook as well at RPS team. And, um, you know, we just help clients buy and sell real estate all the time. We work tons of hours. We did about 120 transactions last year. So we're, we're full time, full go. And, you know, like you see in here everywhere, it's, it's a very out of balance, challenging market. It is great, great to be a seller and it is very hard to be a buyer with the way that the prices have really shot up over the last two years and just the lack of inventory. So it's just, you know, you need somebody that's full-time, that's a professional, that gives you great advice to walk you through this market, and uh, we certainly think we qualify for that. Outstanding. That's a non-paid advertisement there for Troy Robertson, the great Troy Robertson. From- I like non-paid advertisement. <laughs> Thank you. Well, we appreciate you being here, Smashing Up. Yeah, I was just wondering about the real estate market because, I don't know, maybe less than a year ago, houses were like selling a day or two or three after they got listed, man. Is it still that hot and heavy? Yeah, it's still that hot. Really? I would tell you it's it's accelerated. Really? Um, Wow. Yeah. We should sell our house. That might be a good move into the RV. Just go RV full time. Go RV full time. Well, I'll be I'll be over with the paperwork today. And uh, <laughs> do I get a signed eight by ten with my <laughs> listing agreement? Can I get a signed Troy Roberts at eight by ten? I do have some. Yeah, I still have some glossy picks I can bring over. Of course, with gas, with gas prices, you're going to need your house to sell high if you're going to put gas in that RV all day. No kidding. We're going to talk about that in our next segment. Yeah. Gas prices, six bucks a gallon. It's insane. Terrible. Yeah. So anyway, well, we appreciate the great Troy Robertson joining yeah. us, uh, talking a little A10, SLU, Billiken Hoops. MAC Open League, which, uh, again, uh, my team defeated Troy Robertson's team in 2019. He doesn't seem to remember it. I'll never forget it, as he said. Um, although the big regret there was I thought we were getting a banner. I didn't know that that was only for the the double elimination tournament. So I was really playing for that banner when I put up 11 points in that championship game, doubled my only double-digit output of the season, only to learn that the banner was only for a different tournament. Troy, let me ask you a, a question. Because of the fact yes, that – your team lost to Mark Milton. Is there any truth to Mark Milton saying he wants to be known as Kareem from now on? I feel like he's more like a Jackie Moon um, <laughs> than Kareem. Big country. I've been called big country. Big yeah. country. Right? Right? Big country. Big country. Yeah. I mean, Kareem was a pretty slender fellow. So I don't know that that's a good comp for Milty. Um, yeah, I'm thinking somebody from the tropics. Tropics or big country. Yeah. I love it. Well, thank you for being here, Troy. We appreciate it. The great Troy Robertson. Thank you so much. All right, man. Thanks for having me. Have a great day. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. That was Troy Robertson breaking down the A-10 here on the Mark Milton Show with the Smash. You getting a call? Well, no, no. It's this Bixby thing. I don't even know what Bixby <laughs> is. I got a, a, a new phone recently, and Bixby <laughs> goes off every once in a while. I turn the thing, the volume down, and I Bixby, Bixby shows Bixby up. Bixby is series evil sister or brother i can't decide whether bixby's a male or a female mm-hmm. but bixby is just there to cause trouble that's well, what i've come to the conclusion of my it. guess is we said something that triggered that but you know another thought oh, is maybe really. you just silence your phone when we're recording I we're did recording a program. Phone that might be a, that might be a way that's what i'm saying i silenced the phone this is this is the mark bill show with the smash and bixby. sally broadcasting from the miller furniture studios remember miller furniture with three locations now one in lake st louis 
another Nugent location in Ellisville, Ellisville, 1.2 miles east of Clarkson Road, and then the original store in Belleville, Illinois, the great Miller family, Miller Furniture. You can check them out. Shop anytime at MillerFurniture.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R Furniture.com. They have some of the best uh, best inventory of in-stock furniture ready for immediate delivery. You can also do custom orders, um, which we have done a number, number of times. Uh, the beautiful Amish-made, U.S.-made um, wood furniture, dining room furniture. They've got their Flex Steel showroom where you can pick your fabrics, pick your styles. You will not be disappointed. Be sure to tell them Milty and the Smash sent you to Miller Furniture. Again, M-U-E-L-L-E-R Furniture.com. This is the Mark Milton Show. Again, broadcasting from the Miller Furniture Studios, presented by STLTaxLawyer.com. Remember, the choice of a lawyer is an important decision. It should not be based solely on advertising.